0: This week's episode of the Run Eat Drink Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash Run Eat Drink Podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run Eat Drink Podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Welcome to the Run Eat Drink Podcast. Hey welcome to the Runny Drink Podcast episode 118. I am your host Amy. And I'm your co-host Dana. Welcome to what's going to be a great show. The first show starting the next year of our little podcast.
1: Didn't you even change the season number in the metadata today? I did. So we have have done all of our pre-prep for the show to get ready for upload to our host and she changed it from season three to, to season, season four, four starting yeah. today.
0: That's right. This is the first. So we had to have some great stuff on the show today.
1: And I think we do. Um, Definitely. I mean, it's amazing what you can um, do when you actually accomplish a running goal you set out to do two weeks ago. Now and
0: you're being hard on yourself. <laughs> you're, you're being very hard on yourself. But I thought you were going to say, it's amazing what you can accomplish even though races keep getting canceled.
1: Well, there's that too. But no, I was actually much more proud of the fact On that I was... On a
0: travel podcast for <laughs> no runners.
1: Well, well, this is true. But no, I was very proud of the fact that I was able to get some from time not at work and not yeah. in the rain and get my, my uh, run in. So uh, we'll be doing training updates in a little bit, talking about for sure. um, how I did with yeah. my little experiment with our 30K challenge that you finished, what? A month ago.
0: Uh, shut up. Really? <laughs> I know that's rude. I shouldn't say shut up, but you just hush. Now, I finished it last week? Yeah. Come on. So, yeah. So, we don't have to talk about my training updates. We can talk about your training updates. Well,
1: I think we should talk about them both. Okay. We, we also have a look at not one, but two food items this week. Although... Super exciting. Um, A new... Kind of a new thing for us is Indian cuisine or Indian inspired cuisine. Yeah,
0: I don't think that we've have we ever covered it I don't, on we, the show.
1: I don't. I can't think of any. I off can't the top think of, of any head.
0: that we've done in the past. I mean, we we've done like one of our favorite Asian spots is in Tampa. It is Asian Kitchen, but but we don't have any that I can remember. Like here is this Indian spot that we have tried.
1: I don't think that they they really go to that part of Asia at Asian Kitchen. Mm. So, yeah. But nonetheless, we have two awesome offerings that are Indian inspired. Yes. From
0: two different places. Places
1: here in Southwest Florida that Mm -hmm. when you come down here to vacation and visit us, you must try. And then we're celebrating a holiday.
0: Well, here on the show. I mean, it, it wasn't a work holiday. No. But it was a reason to celebrate, nonetheless, National Bourbon Day.
1: Yeah, that's right. As we're recording this on Monday evening, Sunday the 14th was National Bourbon Day. So we're going Mm. to talk about um, budget-friendly bourbons for people who are looking to maybe expand their palate or build their home bar.
0: Well, not just budget-friendly, but to... Different takes on bourbon.
1: Yes, that and would neither make, will break the bank.
0: That that would really make some great cocktails. That too, and and not seem budget.
1: No, oh, oh, let's be clear. At all? No, just because it's inexpensive, it's not cheap. Right? So exactly, exactly. There you go. And then sprinkled in here and we also have some suggestions there is another holiday coming up very soon indeed there is this next sunday
0: would be father's day
1: and we know that a lot of you out there are runners who run with parents Dad, yeah maybe you have a parent you're wanting to get into running Mm-hmm. We are going to give you guys some suggestions for Father's Day gifts for running dads.
0: Indeed.
1: So, lots coming up in the show today. So, let's get going. So, you, sir, finished
0: a challenge. I did. You persevered, you endured through the Florida humidity, through the Florida heat, through waiting out thunderstorms, finding the perfect moments to finish your nano gauntlet. I did.
1: Yes. Number one, I love the metal. I think it's just gorgeous bling. We've bragged on this company plenty. Oh and my gosh. we're going to continue to do so because over the last few weeks, especially, they're, they're releasing more medals that yeah. we're like, oh, got to get that one. Oh, got to get that one.
0: That whole Avengers assemble from Metal Chasers. Mm-hmm. And I think that Bill and Christine are just doing it right.
1: They are. So. We've actually lucked out. We between um, metal chasers mm-hmm. and the virtual pace series; those yes. are two fantastic companies that have mm. been helping to keep us motivated and keep us moving. So, so great, so uh, great. We've got a lot to thank them for. Oh yeah, with you know the enjoyment we've gotten from earning these medals.
0: So how'd it go?
1: Well, you know, when I set out to do this, I said I was going to do it as a science experiment, and I did. You know this. Total time to complete this now, I guess, is going on um, would have been this would have been week three, I yeah. suppose, and
0: so that's pretty evenly spaced. I mean, like a couple of five Ks sprinkled into each week,
1: right? So all in all, not too bad for a casual runner. If you were if you were just looking to run maybe two to three times a week, mm-hmm. um, I'd have had it done in in well, I would have had it done in one week, but that didn't happen due to the weather and, mm. and all of that or two weeks same thing because of work. Yeah. So, I was able to get the the final run done today as a matter of fact because I worked to find
0: the balance
1: all weekend. I you yeah. do. I, yeah. And and it really is all about that. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting looking at the results. Part of this race, you get this really cool bib, and the bib has the gauntlet challenge and the your number, mm-hmm. and then it has all of the infinity stones. And then right above it's a box where you write your time in. And I've been writing my times in and, and writing my, my paces. And
0: and your ratios. And,
1: and, and Well, I and my ratios that I was doing, the run-to-walk ratio. But yep. then I never really kind of analyzed it and I'd said before that I wanted to find that point where I get the point of diminishing returns indeed and last week I talked about how I was gonna stay at that point for a little while and work through it. And it was funny. I actually got a message from our friend of ours and listener to the show, Chris Darling. Oh. And he reached out and he's like, Hey, I'm listening to the show and I was I was gonna message you, but then you kind of came to the conclusion about staying at that point and, yeah. and using that as your as your training point. Oh and I said, Yeah, I'm I'm kind of treating this like um, like, I've hit a plateau in weightlifting and staying at this point for a little bit. And if you're just joining the show or you don't recall, in run number four, I tried a 20 second run, 40 second walk mm-hmm. ratio. So that's a one to two ratio. Yeah. And I had a, an initial time doing that of 41 minutes, 56 seconds, which was actually uh, 24 seconds slower than a 1545. And I said, aha. I found that point, oh. so I decided. All right, I'm going to stay here at the 2040 instead of gradually, you know, changing that ratio f- through uh, runs five and six. So last week I did my my run number five. I got down to a 41 minute 33 second 5k, or an average pace of 13 minutes 20 seconds. So mm-hmm. I actually improved my pace there by nine seconds per mile, yeah. and today I did the same 2040 Mm. conditions were terrible it was super hot
0: not rainy
1: well for the last two days we've had major soakers here oh and the the rain subsided the sun came out and that meant that the evaporation the steam was happening so I was it was like running in a steam room and I didn't get up very early so i had again a lot of overhead sun mm-hmm. i think the temperature when i went outside you said it was like 91 feels like 97 something yeah. like
0: that oh not good no no not at all
1: but um, i persevere did that one and my final 5k was a 40 minute 24 second 5k
0: that's pretty awesome
1: or 13 minutes one second per mile pace oh, that's now, fantastic not bad So, looking back on it, over the course of six 5Ks run in three weeks, I started with a 5.55 ratio. That gave me an average of 14 minutes, 39 seconds. Six runs later, over three weeks, I shaved off a minute and 38 seconds per mile.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Or took it down to 13 minutes, one second per mile. But
0: now, you say you don't like the ratio
1: well you know i'm not a f- clearly i'm not a huge fan of it because you know you, it especially in the heat and humidity and all that y- it just yeah. feels like you know hit by a truck by the end of it but mm-hmm. i do see the benefit of course of staying at that at that ratio where i'm i'm now i guess pushing more of my cardio development and getting sure. you know getting a little bit quicker there so i'm going to continue to do this ratio for At least the next week, and we'll see. We'll go from there. So, you're going to
0: report back?
1: I'll report back. I'll be reporting back. Well, I report back every week, but (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, on your progress with this particular ratio. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Um, Because I believe that we have another virtual race to talk about at some point. Oh, yeah. Maybe later in the episode, if not uh, next episode.
0: Well, I think it's it's coming up on next week's episode. Yeah. We have a, a couple of really cool virtual race is
1: coming so we're going to be doing those and I think that they're just 5k's if I'm not mistaken you're correct so that's what I'm gonna stick with and kind of see if I can get myself down to a sub 12 minute per or sub 13 minute per mile pace and I'd like to get below a 40 minute um, 5k
0: that's what I would dream of for Chicago
1: yeah yeah you're gonna get me started on Chicago huh
0: no we don't have to talk about it (laughs) yeah
1: well, yeah we do because we've alluded to it so uh quick update there as well yeah um we uh, mentioned during last episode that we got some communication from the Chicago Marathon folks that was not really
0: all that communicative
1: correct yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it said a lot without saying anything, which is yeah. like you know we're we're waiting to see and yeah. all that
0: because we want to go see Anna runs on coffee we do get there and Meet her and, and run the same race with Mike Rallman from the Be Our Guest podcast. And Absolutely. Eat at the fantastic places that so many listeners have recommended in Chicago.
1: I'm getting recommendations from people at work all the time who either Ugh. from Chicago or been to Chicago, but
0: want to do it. We do so much.
1: However, yeah, um, what we've been talking about it and talking about it. And what we decided was lacking any any better communication from the race authority. And looking at the current situations in terms of public health as well as public safety, mm. we're gonna go ahead and decide that. 2020 Chicago Marathon is probably not going to be in the cards for us.
0: And I'm going to keep in communication with them and and with the officials and see if I can't defer to 2021.
1: We haven't heard an official word on that yet.
0: normally they don't let you do that. I I got the lottery. I deferred from 2019 to this year. Mm -hmm. And they don't let you do it twice normally. But I'm going to keep in contact. I'm going to try to defer... We'll see what happens, but I just think with everything that's going on, it is the better choice for us to look ahead and say that the year of 2020 would be the preparation leading up to a marathon that we will do together, the Walt Disney World Marathon.
1: You guys should see the look she's giving me on that when She said, together.
0: Well, I mean, you may run way ahead of me, Mr. 13 Minutes a Mile, and I'm not even, like, under 16.
1: That's three miles. It's not 26 miles.
0: uh, You know, I mean, I'm I'm jealous of everybody that I see at 13 Minutes a Mile. I'm like, I just want that so much. I know I shouldn't be jealous. Comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. Yes, I know this, but... You you want what you want. Yeah. And so, I want what I want. I want... I want to improve my time. I want it to run Chicago. Maybe it'll be in the cards for twenty twenty one. But our health, well being, safety.
1: And ability to plan also. I mean yeah. there, there's something to be said for booking for hotels and flights and everything else. And that's expense. something that we need to yeah. start would normally need to start doing around now. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, you know, budgeting for that. So yeah. it's going to be fine. We already yeah. have where we've already registered for for the Disney 2021. So yeah. you know we've got the we've got the race planned. Sure. And you've got the training plan in place.
0: Yep. With our coach and America's coach, Jeff Galloway. So
1: we are going to rock that one out. So and if we hear some good news from the folks at the Chicago Marathon, we will let you guys know. Yeah, for How sure. About, so training update for you.
0: Well, this week I was experiencing a little bit of what felt like bruising pain on the ball of my foot.
1: I get that every now and then.
0: And I think it's just me getting used to being on my feet at work all day on a regular basis in addition to training. Right. That I just need to kind of get used to that and slow down the speed work, the drills that's conversation that i had with jeff over email this week okay so he said hey your body is getting used to that again because working from home you're not up on your feet all day on hard terrazzo floor right (laughs) plus training your your body has to get used to that you have to give yourself a little so he says you know just just walk this week i i did drills and i did some Walking this past week, uh, like a three mile, it was a three mile low mileage kind of long run type assignment from him Mm -hmm. because he alternates. And next week it's seven miles.
1: So seven miles on the long day on the long day. Okay.
0: Yeah. So he said, hey, during the week, don't do the drills. Don't do, don't do any of the drills. Just walk the short ones
1: and when you say drills you're talking about those eighth of a mile segments that you run for speed
0: mm-hmm. or a quarter mile and the cadence drills and the acceleration gliders that are supposed to help with your turnover he mm-hmm. said no if you're having that kind of pain and you need to adjust based on your current working conditions now that you're back at work out outside the home then just take it easy on the short days and then get the distance in on the weekend So that's my plan. It's a good plan. Yeah.
1: Good plan. That is my update. So we are going to be um, running some additional virtual races. (laughs) Yes. Really probably through the rest of the year. We're going to still be scouring the internet Mm -hmm. looking for amazing uh, bling Mm -hmm. virtual races that do something cool. Yeah. Unique. um, So. this is going to be, at least for the time being, the place to come for for you to come and look for awesome virtual races that are going to give you something that's going to help motivate you to keep getting out there and keeping moving.
0: Metal Chasers, like you said, provided us some great races. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the Run Disney uh, Virtual Summer Series, yes. which is now, I think, sold out.
1: Oh, really? So I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, it sold out, I think, on the first day they opened it up.
1: Wow. Yeah. We're going to talk about those in detail Mm -hmm. later on. Sure. But this year's series is based on um, classic rides. Theme
0: park attractions. Theme park
1: attractions from Disney. So that's the theme of the medals. If you Google it, you can see what those medals are going to look like. Mm -hmm. They
0: have them up on Run Disney's website as well.
1: And we've done the last two virtual series. Mm-hmm.
0: The Incredibles and 80 Years of Marvel.
1: Right. So we, we've been very um, pleased with the quality of the metal that we've gotten from yep. them in the past. And I don't, design. cannot expect that we're going to suddenly be not pleased. But what we'll do is when it gets time for those episodes, mm-hmm. we'll be talking about them in length on the show. Mm-hmm. We'll probably also be doing some stuff on social media, whether sure. it's Facebook or Instagram, maybe live uh, live videos and doing some unboxings once and showing we get the, you medals. the medals and all that mm-hmm. so yeah. you know if you're not following us on those platforms please do head over to
0: runny drink podcast on facebook and instagram right and then on twitter we're at runny drink pod But we do most of our lives on Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, because we love the interaction that we get and the conversations that you all have. Even the side conversations that Wendell and Jen have (laughs) on the last last one we did on our anniversary. On our anniversary. That was so fun. So we really love those. So we hope that you follow us and jump in anytime we have a live and you get to see the race bling. That race bling is not available, but we do have some cool medals that are available, plus a bonus for the Runcation Nation.
1: We do. We've, of course, we've mentioned uh, Virtual Pace Series in the past. We mm-hmm. did the Top Run challenge. challenge. Oh, yes. Not to be confused with Top Gun. Oh, but my the-
0: passion for the 80s.
1: yes we're sorry no it's okay i mean between uh, music and and tv that's you know giving you nostalgic (laughs) throwbacks love it um and old movies but (laughs) virtual pace series does a number of really cool races Uh, we're big fans of them as well um, we, we did the
0: May the 4th Be With You 5K. We did. In May. Yeah, And, and the top run was in April.
1: Yeah, and we talked about those on the show, mm-hmm. and we also talked about them in our Instagram and Facebook Live We did uh, virtual beer chats. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've shown you guys the medals, or a lot of you guys who joined us, we showed you the yeah. medals, and yeah. they're just super high quality, a mm-hmm. lot of fun. They are giving <sighs> us and you yeah. a discount. And this is fantastic. They're not a sponsor of the show.
0: No, we were so, I mean, we just talked about the top run challenge and we talked about the May the 4th be with you with uh, the Mandalorian helmet and the little baby Yoda mm-hmm. and how that was so cool and the medals were so solid. They shot us a message and said, hey, thanks for the shout out. Thanks for what you're doing to showcase our all of our virtual races. Right. We here for anybody that's listening to your show, your Runcation Nation. Here is a discount code for 10% off any event, and that is run, eat, drink, 10. Run, eat, drink, and then the number 10, 10 and we'll have that in the show notes so that you can see it and a link to their website. Because they have some cool races of, of varying distances.
1: They really do. It's so. it's so nice to be able to find companies that are creating runs of all themes mm-hmm. that help get you off the couch and out and moving and doing something healthy for yourself. And, yeah. You know, again some people like me i love the bling i love that external motivator yeah. so you can't recommend them enough and uh, we'll have like we'll have the links but they're not a complicated website it's virtualpaceseries.com. mhm and when you go over to their runs you can see all the medals and the pictures are great they don't do the medals justice though
0: Really, when you get them in your hand, you can just feel the, how solid they are.
1: They, yeah, they, they really do a fantastic job with them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that you, if you are the
0: theming too,
1: whatever your theme you're looking for, you can probably find something. Mm-hmm. So go over this again, not a sponsor. They are just giving it to us because they really liked the shout out. And yeah, and we're passing this along to you guys because they want you all to yeah. check them out. Go on over, check them out.
0: And if you end up actually using the discount code and and getting your medal, an unboxing video would be super
1: cool. Oh, I'd love to see what you guys are are choosing to run and, you know, see what the medals look like and hear what your thoughts are on them. Mm -hmm. That'd be really, really neat. Yeah. So check that out. Look at that. I know. We're looking at the medals right now.
0: There's something for everybody, I think. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. You, I mean, we are big in Star Wars. We love Marvel, but there's, it's not just that. It's there's a whole lot on that site.
1: So, oh, well, they've got you know runs specifically for you know ending human trafficking. They've got stuff for you know. Um, remembering September 11th, Childhood Cancer Awareness, Pi Day. Some of these metals have such an unique elements to them. Yes. Some might have a spinner. Some might have a a um, stained glass segment inside of it. Some might just cool have looking. a lot of different theming or cutouts. Check them out. Cannot, you really. cannot go wrong.
0: Yeah, they do. They have a Father's Day one that is really super cool. Yeah. And speaking of that, we know that... Their, uh, Father's Day is this coming Sunday mm-hmm. as we record the show. And just the the one that they have for Father's Day, that, that whole badge mm-hmm. situation, that I just love that. It's yeah. so awesome. That is pretty
1: cool. Yeah. So go check them out. Do yourself a favor. Take advantage of that discount code. You will not be disappointed. We promise yeah. you. So speaking of things to get ahead of Father's Day. Yes. We teased it at the top of the show that we had some suggestions for Father's Day gifts for running dads. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that we're going to talk about uh, in terms of gift suggestions for dad who might be running is a headlamp that we discovered. um, Well, I want to say we discovered it. I guess it was last year that we discovered it.
0: We've had it for a while
1: yeah, because I ended up getting you one and mm-hmm. I liked it so much. I got it for myself.
0: Yeah, you were concerned about me getting out there early before work and running. And, you know, sometimes the streetlights, they work. Sometimes some are out. We have a couple out right now.
1: Yeah, we got to call and get that taken care of. But in
0: the neighborhood. So this is the Black Diamond Spot headlamp which i think is pretty affordable 35 36 bucks
1: yeah it's about $36 on amazon we will have affiliate links in the show notes mm-hmm. um check that out it gives you guys all the savings and helps out the show if you like it yeah um the reason i like this headlamp uh, well actually there's several of course the 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 headbands adjustable mm-hmm. the light's not super heavy
0: no it really doesn't add a whole lot of weight
1: and it doesn't use weird batteries yeah uses triple A's.
0: So nice and easy and you don't have to go hunting for a certain number circular battery or uh,
1: Or order them special online. Yeah. So super bright, adjustable. We accidentally when when we were doing one of our Star Wars races, mm-hmm. we, we didn't, you know typical me i don't read the instruction manuals you all just the time. start to use it i start to use it yeah and figured out in the course of doing it that there was a night vision mode for this thing that projects a red light so that you don't kill your night vision mm. and when we were out running in the dark yeah I, I was using that testing that out and it's bright but it it's fantastic
0: when it's When it's on your head, I feel like you can, you know, like you said, the headband is adjustable, but also the angle at which you have the light is adjustable. Yes. You know?
1: So you can aim it a little lower if you want to see what's on the ground ahead of you, or you can aim it a little higher so it's right at eye level.
0: Mm -hmm. So I like that about it. So that's, that's one idea. Yes. And for safety, I think that that is just spot on.
1: Well, these are also useful for dads. When they're maybe around the house working on stuff, or working on the car, mm-hmm. or doing plumbing, yeah. you know, I, I've done plumbing repairs before where I've had to, you know, prop up um, flashlights. Oh yeah, this takes that out of the equation because you
0: have to see something that's really tiny.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So this thing's useful beyond your run but it is great for the run and this would also be great for people who maybe do ultras or trail runs Mm. Um, everything is is o-ring sealed so the Mm. the light is waterproof yeah so you're this thing is is darn near bulletproof and you're going to you you can beat the heck out of it and it's not going to um, be a problem it's right. going to keep working. It's very durable. Takes a lick and keeps on working. Mm-hmm. Don't want to say the other word that might be trademarked. So whatever. Yeah. So. You, check, know I, you know what it is. So check that out. But we have another illumination uh, solution. That we want to talk about.
0: Yeah. I, and we have featured them on the show before. We were lucky enough to, in years past, go to the Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend Expo at yes. Disney. And we met these great people who have created the Nightrunner 270 shoe lights. We actually did a video with them at the expo on Quickbite number 25. So if you go to runeatdrink.net and you look for Quickbite 25, you can always search by that or by night runner shoe lights or shoe lights. You would find them and you could see what they look like, but these are lights that you can kind of lace onto your shoes.
1: Yeah, they clip they they're um, clips onto the onto the laces of your shoes.
0: Yes. Yes, and they're the Runner uh, 270 shoe lights. The people who created these were featured on Shark Tank.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They sure were.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think they're pretty affordable. What is
1: it? Um, $50. $50? It's $50 for the pair. The kit gets you, um, of course, both lights as well as the charging cable. These do have a, a self-contained uh, rechargeable battery. It charges off of any USB brick that you might have it's got mm. a little mini usb cable yeah. that plugs into them and charges them on a full charge i i can speak from experience because i liked them so much in the demo i bought a pair mm-hmm. um they will give you at least and i say this you know at least uh three to four hours of runtime because i've mm-hmm. i've turned them on at the beginning of a disney race oh yeah and at the end of the Disney race, they're still going. And we're usually out there about three, three and a half hours.
0: I can remember specifically us using them. And actually, you took one and I took one. Mm-hmm. And so I had I had one on my left shoe. You had one the right. So because some of the parts of the courses out there, particularly like when we were um, doing the superheroes races out in Anaheim, I can remember using them. Yep. So that we could see when we would have maybe, I don't know, railroad tracks or train tracks that weren't really well illuminated because it was still dark when we started the race. Right. And it was, it brought me peace of mind considering my history with being so clumsy at times. (laughs) Let's just say, like we've talked about in the past, maybe even on last week's anniversary show. Yes. So I... I have used... And they're comfortable. They don't dig into the top of your foot.
1: No, you really don't know they're there.
0: Yeah. And I... And they have different settings as well.
1: They do. the adjustable brightness, they have an adjustable angle as well. So, you mm-hmm. can have the beam, you know, going further out or a little closer to where you're stepping. I like them for the fact that they do give you plenty of illumination for yeah. where you're immediately stepping. Mm-hmm. Yes. A- and that kind of... F- you know, you regardless of where you're looking, you are illuminating your feet, right. which is nice, um, yeah. or illuminating what's in front of your feet. Right. what's cool on these also is on the outside corner of these lights, they have a red light that's intended f- to aid in visibility for you. So it acts as kind of a red reflector mm-hmm. for drivers.
0: Oh nice!
1: Yeah, so like yeah. It, it's it's visible from the side and kind of to the back of the light itself, and, and they're
0: durable too. Oh I yeah, mean, you could be out there and it could be raining.
1: Yeah, oh, I've been out there <laughs> with them raining and it works just fine. I mean, they they really did a nice job with ruggedizing these mm-hmm. and making them nice and nice and comfortable, durable, and very bright. I mean, they say mm-hmm. it's 150 lumens. That's just to me, it means it's just really bright. Right so works great they are available on amazon we'll have the affiliate link for this one as well check them out um it's just a different a different um way of illuminating your run Mm -hmm. and if you use it in combination with with the the headlamp headlamp, Mm -hmm. then i mean you really can not only illuminate whatever you're looking at but also where you're going yeah nice way to to tackle that if you you know want to make sure that drivers can see you or that you can see where you're going.
0: Nice options for staying safe out there.
1: Yeah. Especially again, I think this would really be great for somebody doing uh trail running. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
0: for sure. And shit. speaking of your feet, yes, you know, we've, we've talked about the headlamp. We've talked about these shoe lights, but also I can't tell you, we've talked a number of times on the show about getting the right shoes. Yes. But the right socks are so important as well. They are. And these are socks that you wear in particular.
1: I just bought three pairs from our local run shop here in Mm -hmm. Cape Coral, as a matter of fact.
0: Yeah. And they are called Features. F-E-E-T. Features.
1: Yes. Features are... uh, how could you, How could I say it? Like, they're like compression socks. They're they're similar to a compression sock. Um, they are custom made for left and right foot. Mm-hmm. They have different zones of compression. Yeah. In different areas on the sock, you have features as well. I
0: have features and I wear them on occasion. I'll wear Xperias as well, mm-hmm. but that help me with blistering. But features, I felt they really aided me when I was going through a bout of plantar fasciitis. Oh, yeah. Because of those zones of compression that you talk about, like uh, on the, <clears throat> the arch of my foot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they offer a number of different colors and styles. The style that I prefer is the kind of the footy sock. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not totally invisible. Like it's not cut that low it just comes above the the top of the shoe.
0: So it's not an, it's not going to irritate you.
1: Well, I like having just a little bit of padding or cushioning on the back of my Achilles tendon mm-hmm. in case the shoe rubs it. Yeah. So that's why I go for that particular type and uh, Features has uh, different types in terms of cushioning. Yeah. They have a minimum cushioning, a medium and a max cushion. So mm-hmm. You get the compression regardless, yeah, and then you just get varying degrees of cushioning.
0: And what do you go for?
1: Well, again, it would kind of depend. I have when I purchased the three, I actually bought one of each. Oh, wanted to kind of do some comparison. Okay, um, where I'm, I tend to gravitate towards right now, mm-hmm. and especially I think as I get up into higher mileage, is going to be the max cushioning. Nice. So the max cushioning uh, black. Um, quarter sock, I guess, is what you would call it. Okay, is, is what I'm really um, super happy with. It's the one we're going to link to in the show notes. People will look at them and go, "Wow, those are you know." For I, I even did it when I first looked at. It, I'm like, fifteen dollars a pair.
0: Yeah, but it's, socks? I mean, think about the longevity. How how long a pair lasts you?
1: They last a long time, but also when again, when you're talking about as runners, the amount of time that we spend out on the road in our Athletic wear gear, and, yeah. and gear. Mm-hmm. It, investing a little bit in the sock is going to make all the difference. And I've I have run in bad socks. Yeah. And these I you mentioned uh, the Xperias. Mm-hmm. The these aren't quite as thick as the Xperias, so they don't add a whole lot of bulk. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they they are giving me plenty of cushioning. I love the compression aspect of it, mm. and it just. Has reduced or helped to reduce or eliminate blistering for me. So, yeah. between going back to Brooks a couple of months ago yeah. and now getting into these socks, they're fantastic. So, if yeah. you've got that runner dad who you think might benefit from some awesome socks, check out the link in the show notes for those. Yeah. But there's more. We
0: have what? One more? One more. One more suggestion. Yeah. And I have personally had experience with these. I, They are called the FitLife Nordic Walking Trekking Poles. And I know that that is a mouthful. Rolls right off the tongue. But <laughs> I saw them at Donna and then used them at Gasparilla. Correct. This is the first year that we did those two races.
1: Yes, the first year we did the Treasure Chest Challenge.
0: Yeah. So, and I think... I mean, they have. Imagine ski, ski poles. poles, for and they have a carrying case with them, and they are twenty five bucks. Yeah, really, and they just offer you a little bit of extra support when, when I was going through knee issues, when I was a, a heavier, right, prior to the weight loss that we've gone through, and just the pain points that come with being a heavier runner.
1: That or it could be that you're going to do some trail running. Oh true. This would be great for trail running.
0: Well you're talking about like if you are if if you're on trails or if you have a climb.
1: And you you took the words out of my mouth as I say if you're doing more rugged runs or with a lot of um, incline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they can really help add extra stability, extra support. And so I don't think... I think you're right. They're they're not only for the type of runner that I was at the time that I used them, and I still have them, mm-hmm. but I think that they can help support you as you're coming back from injury or...
1: I used them coming back from injury. I borrowed yours.
0: If you're having a rugged terrain, I think that they would be perfect and they come in different colors. I have... Red ones? Yep.
1: And they also have different tips for the different types of uh, terrain you may be running on as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are great year-round regardless of, of where you're at. Yeah. So they have tips that are perfect for asphalt. They have tips mm-hmm. that are great for snow. They have tips that are great for uh, rockier terrain. Um, you, you basically just screw the tips on and off and, and boom, there you go.
0: And they have nice handles with straps so that you don't have to worry about dropping them. Right. And they're adjustable in their height.
1: Yes. So. Um, they're telescoping, and then they lock into place. Mm-hmm. And again, for about $25, and you can certainly find Trek Poles that are way more expensive. Oh, I'm you, sure. When you get into, like, carbon fiber uh-huh. and all that, that gets very expensive. These are very high quality. They're aluminum. They're not heavy. They've got every feature you could really want or need mm-hmm. and they're not gonna break the bank. No. It's a it's a great idea for that running dad. Mm-hmm. Um and again, this would make it make an awesome gift. Or if you wanted to hold on to him for the Christmas season, you could always make this a stocking stopper.
0: Yeah. So we have a few suggestions in case you're thinking, what do you get that father who is just starting out running or who is a runner and may need some extra support or some new socks or just some extra added safety. Exactly. Out on, out on the run.
1: So check out that stuff mm. and let us know if you pick any of those items up. We'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts on them as well. Or you
0: could get them a virtual race. You, know. you could. Like we talked about. And we
1: do have that discount code, so don't forget that. Yeah. So anyway. Great ideas for gifts. Mm-hmm. All this talk of running, however, has made me hungry. As always. And boy, are we going to scratch that itch I mean, right now.
0: This, the, Our running segment was uh, a little lengthy because we had the, the gifts, because we had so much to talk about as far as virtual races go and training updates. I think that our eating portion is also jam packed with not one, but two local places that are just doing it right.
1: Absolutely. So, one is mobile, one is stationary.
0: Yes. One is a food truck that we have encountered several different places.
1: And we, for whatever reason, we didn't. Get their food at the time, like
0: we didn't, we couldn't make it in time once we got home from work, or we the, had already eaten we, when we or, got there, uh-huh. or the weather, or just it, 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 for some reason or another. But this past week, we were able to get. Am I am I going to get it right? Probably not. Eriki, or er, no?
1: Sure. Yeah. A R E K I E. Eriki. Eriki. Yes. We're not really sure. Yeah. And we forgot to ask.
0: Well, I mean... it's
1: <laughs> The Ariki food truck.
0: Yes. And I think they actually, on their website, have a guide to ha- how to pronounce their name.
1: Well, you find that. I'm just going to tell you, I've never heard of a Latin Indian fusion food truck before. But it is something to behold. They have food that transcends both, combines them, mixes them up, and serves them. And they have some of the most beautiful and flavorful dishes that you're going to find in a food truck here in Southwest Florida.
0: Yes. So I think it's the first part of an arepa. Mm-hmm. And then the key from Frankie. So if you put that together.
1: Araki. Araki. Araki.
0: Yes. So, at any rate, it's awesome food.
1: We stumbled upon them while we were heading out to Fort Myers Brewing with a friend of ours who hadn't yes. been out there. Oh, And we were like, you know what? Let's get some because we've seen it. We've seen mm-hmm. it. And he'd had it before. And he says, oh, he yes. Goes, you won't regret it. Mm-hmm. So we did. Yeah. And we did, even though there were some crazy, Crazy concoctions. I mean, they've got an arepa. They've got tacos served on non bread. Oh, they've got um, loaded French fries, empanadas. Uh, yes. Oh yes, samosas, and then
0: masala fritas.
1: But there, I've said the loaded fritas or loaded fries are covered with ch- butter chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have options for. Chicken tikka, butter chicken, egg and chorizo, or a vegan option.
0: Oh yeah, like you you can you can have any one of those in their roll or their taco taco or their zesty bowls, and they're really priced very reasonably.
1: Oh, very much so.
0: You know, the bowls you get a lot in the bowls and on the side uh, you get naan bread and that's $12. But then like the, the tacos two for seven. That's not bad at all. Right. Huh. And I went ahead and we actually, we, we ordered and split a zesty bowl, which is uh, got basmati rice and buttered naan bread. And then you choose one of those four options. Like you talked about, and on the recommendation of our friend, we got the butter chicken.
1: And butter chicken, uh, I, was read, oh. I was reading an article that said butter chicken is basically the Indian version of General South's chicken here in America. It's kind of like the um, oh. that dish for every man that, mm. that you know, it, it says this is, you know, representative of this type of cooking, but it may not, you know, be, uh, um, the most adventurous thing that you would get, but I'll tell you that this is one of the tastiest things oh my um, that I'd had that whole week, and so delicious. You know, it's shredded tandoori chicken in a creamy tomato-based sauce with a blend of spices, and when you, um, when you kind of dig into butter chicken and you know what uh, what that you know really is, it's uh, like a the best way to describe it would be—I mean, this is shredded chicken with like a tomato sauce over it, and it's got this amazing spice to it that warm spices, very warm, but not not hot, not super spicy, but warming, like
0: comfort.
1: Yeah, I mean, this has uh, a, a, a spice mix called garam masala, uh, which is you know cinnamon and mace and. Peppercorns, coriander, cumin, cardamom, you know those kinds of flavors, and, and so good and but not really really overpowering either. They did a great job at giving you just enough to, as a hint to kind of maybe introduce you mm-hmm.
0: without yeah, without yeah.
1: overwhelming you,
0: yeah, it was so good, I mean, the rice. And the chicken, you put a little bit on that na- that buttered naan bread, so oh, it's so good. <laughs> I just want it again. Yeah, yeah I mean,
1: <laughs> I, the chicken was like the pulled chicken with that sauce. So it tender. was almost a um, almost a stew.
0: Yeah, of just the sauce and, and the chicken. And the chicken, yeah. And it was so filling. Splitting it. It was still incredibly filling and such a great value. You got so
1: much food. You really did.
0: And I I honestly think it would travel well, too, the way they packaged it. Oh, yeah. Like you could go out to the breweries now and you could get some takeout from the truck and some beer and just be uh, super happy.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. And that is the first dish uh-huh. that we want to talk about. But, you know, the breweries have, have reopened. They're now allowed to have seating. Most of them still are having a food truck around here in Southwest Florida at, uh, at least one day a week.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the more the merrier. Oh, yeah. As far as they're concerned.
1: The breweries are doing, you know, social distancing, and yes. they are making sure that, you, you know, tables are spaced apart and all of that. But you have the... You have the trucks coming and mm-hmm. they're, you know, giving you great food options. So you can good. go and have a beer with uh. you, you and your party. You know, you're just at least six feet away from the next table. Yeah. And it was perfect. That was fantastic. Mm. But here in Florida anyway, most of our restaurants are now open to 50% capacity.
0: Which is Great.
1: And we had the opportunity to head to one of our local favorites, of course. The mm. one, one you've heard us mention in the past. Yes. Which is Nice Guy's Pizza. Oh,
0: yes. We
1: did our best to support a number of restaurants throughout Southwest Florida during uh, the lockdown phase when they were offering takeout only options. But yes. we hadn't had a chance to really get back to our home away from home for a nice uh, evening out to get something to eat. Oh, yeah. And we were able to do so.
0: Oh, you know, last week we had a really great live video from Big Storm Brewing mm-hmm. for our celebration of our anniversary, our pod anniversary.
1: Which, by the way, um, John at Big Storm and Greg and Joven over at Nice Guys and Roger at Eight Foot Brewing, they all conspired to surprise us. And, oh. and if you caught our, our Facebook Live or Instagram Live video, you saw Kevin we, too. Yeah, you know, we had you know birthday. Uh, um, Cake, cake and food and oh. they put out we were just gonna go get a beer and talk.
0: Yeah, and the manja food truck too Mangia showed up with truck. pepperoni bread. John and Nancy. Oh yeah, they did. Oh. And they all and we had some local listeners actually stop by for the presentation of the cake and that it was just so great. And this week we had the opportunity to go back to nice guys. And to actually eat at a table inside and have one of the great new additions to their menu.
1: Yeah, we weren't expecting new menu items, but there they were.
0: And chicken pizza masala is the addition. Or you can get the tofu pizza masala. We had the
1: chicken. We did. It was our day seven.
0: Yes. And so it's either chicken or tofu. Tikka masala sauce, garlic, regular or vegan cheese, and cilantro. And, oh, there's a picture of the pizza on the album artwork for this week's show. I'm I'm telling you. Oh, it's got that rich red color, that sauce. And it's got all those spices that you mentioned before when we were talking about the food truck.
1: It does. Um Now, a lot of people say, well, what's the difference? You said you had butter chicken out there and chicken tikka masala. Well, the main difference is the intensity of the spice. Yeah. You know, chicken, butter chicken is much less intense. It it is a very mild uh, flavor. Chicken tikka masala uh, is less creamy Mm. than butter chicken. Um, It's usually drier. You know, it doesn't have quite as much uh, sauce going on, but the the spice comes through on this. And the way they did it at Nice Guys. It's warming. This really, really uh, emphasized the flavors Mm -hmm. of the warming spices like you were talking about.
0: Yeah. And the more you had of the pizza, the more it built.
1: Yes. Now that we ordered the spicy version.
0: Yeah, we did, and they'll do the less spicy, or you could kick it up a notch depending on where you are, how spicy you like your dishes, your pizza. Right. But this, mm, I mean, their crust on any pizza is, fantastic. They, is so amazing. But it was the chicken was tender. The spices were just so warming and inviting. It was just, it was like such comfort food. And especially after the weather that we've been having with the horrible rainstorms, it's just, it was so so delicious and so just and it was amazing to be inside and have
1: it. It was and it was also a very filling meal. We got the medium Mm -hmm. which is usually eight slices of pizza. We ate... Half of it in the restaurant, brought the other half home for later. It reheated great. Yeah. The again, the spice on that was perfect. By the end of piece number three, your lips are tingling, your mouth's tingling. Went great with a crisp uh, pilsner. Oh, yeah. Or lager. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a fantastic bite, really, from beginning to end. And you had tons of chicken on the pizza.
0: Yes, you, I mean, if you step away from that pizza hungry.
1: Oh yeah, that's your fault. Yeah. Not theirs. It
0: it was incredible. And I'm glad that that's going to be an addition to their menu. It was just special this week.
1: Yeah, and he did make mention of the fact, he said that, you know, they have the the chicken or the tofu version and Mm -hmm. that the tofu version is completely vegan because in their sauce they don't use, um... They replaced the don't cream. They, they replaced don't use cream. heavy cream, and they are using coconut cream mm. instead. Yeah. and it you don't miss it, honestly. So that he, was just it, amazing.
0: Yeah, coconut cream, not milk, is what he was saying, and I just Whew. so good. <laughs> Those two, it's it's in the same family of food. And presented in two completely different ways and just so satisfying.
1: It really was.
0: Yeah. So if you're anywhere in Southwest Florida and you see that food truck.
1: Go get it. Go get it. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Go get it.
0: Or if you're in Cape Coral and you happen to be close to nice guys, uh, that is a pizza you should try.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm. It's certainly not a classic pizza Um combination you would think of but it's one you shouldn't miss oh so good but before we head into the drink portion we wanted to remind everybody and say thank you to everybody who has expressed interest and been signing up yes. over on patreon as mm-hmm. you all know we recently launched our patron program giving you guys the option and the ability to help directly support the show and keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing and we can't thank you enough
0: yes we had several of you, either virtually or in person, showing up who have become patrons of the show. they, You have just sent us messages. Hey, we love what you're doing. We want to contribute because we want you to keep it going and we want you to grow this Runcation Nation and we want to be able to support you long term. So what can we do? So we launched the Patreon program. Now, our shows are always always free and available and just all of our regular podcast episodes will always be available to anyone and everyone. Oh, really. yeah. And if you can and you are able to support the show, then we want to make it special for those of you that contribute. So we have different tiers from two to ten dollars so there's a two dollar a five dollar and a ten dollar tier on patreon.com slash run drink podcast and each one has its own unique perks
1: yeah um for two dollars a month i mean we will shout you out here on the show make uh-huh. you runcation nation famous yeah and you know really you know show you the love that you're showing us because yeah. you know it, it doesn't sound like anything like ah 2 bucks what's 2 bucks listen 2 bucks is a big deal to us mm-hmm. and you know think of it as buying amy a cup of coffee cuz yeah. look yeah. we all know how <laughs> she likes her coffee
0: I, i'm obsessed yes a little bit yes and you and you could you could do that or if you're a pod bean user and you'd rather do it through Podbean. We also have, if you're in the Podbean player, there's a link at the top of the page that you can click on and say, uh, "Become a patron."
1: Yeah, we set up both options for people. Mm-hmm. And that way, they're exactly the same. They are. You get all the same benefits mm-hmm. regardless of the tier that you choose to to jump in on, mm-hmm. and you're not going to miss out on anything. So, whether you're going over to Patreon, or you're doing it right through Podbean. Because a lot of people like stay in the same ecosystem. They don't want to jump from website to website.
0: Right. So I get that. So whether you do the $2, $5, or $10 level, we just want to say to everybody who is already a patron, thank you so much for supporting the show and helping us keep it going. And if you would like to contribute and you love what you hear, then go to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast or patron.podbean.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. And really, thank you so much for your support.
1: So let's talk drinks. Yeah. It happened to be a very important holiday yesterday as we were recording. And it that is. is National Bourbon Day.
0: Mm-hmm. I am excited. You know, I... I we haven't
1: always been
0: drinkers of bourbon, connoisseurs of bourbon. But I think our trips to Kentucky, both Lexington and Louisville, I'm probably butchering that.
1: You know, Close enough.
0: People will be like, no, that is not how you say it. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Our trips to Kentucky have really inspired us to sip on some different kinds of bourbon and and just kind of experience the nuances. And I think that really I got turned on to it, even before our trips to Kentucky, watching Mad Men.
1: Well, yeah, you, you did start appreciating old fashions around the time of watching Mad Men. I
0: did, I did. Yeah. So... So, but yeah,
1: a lot of people, you know, they want to approach bourbon. They want to get into it. You know, maybe they're they're looking at it as, you know, this is my the grown up drink that I should be drinking. And that's that's fine. I yeah. mean, I, I, whatever gets you into it is fantastic. But sure. it, it is also one of the few um, drinks or, or spirits that is uh, protected by law, defined by law. Yes. Um And is the official, um, or the official American spirit, spirit, you know. Yes. there are rules. There are rules to bourbon. America. Let's talk about those. Um, (laughs) Bourbon must be made in the United States.
0: It doesn't necessarily have to be made in Kentucky. No. But. Although that is. Most
1: of it, overwhelmingly, is made in Kentucky.
0: Lots of great bourbon comes out of that state. Comes out of the state, yeah.
1: Yeah. Second is that it must be aged in a new charred oak barrel. Mm-hmm. Not an old barrel, not a reused barrel, but a new charred oak barrel. And when we were touring those distilleries. We mm. were seeing most of them had had a cooper, yeah, right there making the barrels. It was really really cool. And then seeing them, you know, they yeah. would they would char the barrels and you know get the uh, get the liquid ready to go inside oh. so that it could actually you know, work its magic. And and mm. it, so much happens in the barrel. Mm. over time that's what what gives its color and those those caramel and vanilla notes that you often get with bourbon
0: yeah seeing that at old forester and evan williams and uh, all the different places that we were lucky to tour when we were up there so
1: great the next rule Mm. is that the mash and that's what they're actually the 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 uh, grain and the water that they're they're making has to be at least fifty one percent corn, mm. and then it's usually a mixture of other grains. You know, rye, wheat, mm-hmm. and those are those are the two we're probably going to talk most about tonight. Yeah. The fourth rule.
0: <laughs>
1: yes, whiskey cannot enter the barrel at higher than one hundred and twenty five proof, and it cannot enter the bottle less than eighty proof.
0: Mm. It packs a
1: punch. It does, but oh. so much of this is to protect the quality of the product. And they mm-hmm. were telling us the, some of the horror stories of, of uh, you know what they used to do back in you know the days of, of bootlegging. Oh, you know, and things they would mix into a, a really bad rot gut uh, uh, mix that was made in a still out in the woods to, to give it the right color. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty happy those rules exist. And then the last rule <laughs> yes, is that nothing can be added other than water and only to lessen the proof when necessary.
0: So there are rules.
1: That There are rules. And and I've had people argue with me, you know, like, well, what about, like, you know, Knob Creek? They've got a, a smoked maple. I'm like, oh, read the bottle carefully.
0: Oh, I haven't really read that bottle, but I do enjoy that drink, though.
1: Yeah. So, you know, they, they actually label it differently than their mm. standard bourbon.
0: You know what really is interesting? If you see that documentary,
1: Neat. Great great documentary. Yeah. It is It is historic. It is inspirational.
0: It's, a, it's inspirational. It shows that creating bourbon can be a family business, especially related to one of the bourbons that we'll talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. But... I just I know those those horror stories are what I remember from that documentary about things mixed in to get certain colors like you were talking about. Right. And I'm so glad that those rules exist so that we have bourbon that is certified legit and we know what's in it.
1: Yes. Yeah. And we wanted to give you guys a couple of options. If you're again, if you're looking at getting into bourbon for the first time, maybe Mm -hmm. you like bourbon and you're just thinking, well, what do Dana and Amy like? Or if you're looking to just kind of build out your bar Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And we're picking two that are that should be readily available to most people throughout the United States at any of their major uh, wine and liquor stores Mm -hmm. or your mom and pops. I mean, these are these are pretty popular brands that we're going to talk about here. Yeah,
0: you can get them in lots of places. Yes. So the first one we're going to talk about is Buffalo Trace. Yes. And that's the one tour that I'm sad we didn't get to go to.
1: Not yeah. enough time on the Not trip. Not
0: enough time on the trip, I know. We just got to go back. We do. You know? So Buffalo Trace, I think we got into and we... We drank a lot of that before we even expanded elsewhere.
1: Well, we did. We were looking for a good bourbon to have, kind of as the house bourbon mm-hmm. here at at uh, the, the Costin Residence, and <laughs> um, something that you could either drink straight on the rocks mm. or in a, in a cocktail, in a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. And we wanted something that would have enough flavor to kind of cut through mixers. While not having so much um, harshness that it made sipping it uh, unpleasant,
0: right? Like you, you don't want it to burn, and then you just you don't taste anything in the future after that first taste of it, except for that burning sensation.
1: Yeah, if it nukes your palate after the first sip, what's the point?
0: And I know that there's a. a a way that they say that you should enjoy bourbon when you do it neat. Oh yeah. But this, I love it. It's, it's made of corn, rye and uh, barley malt.
1: Yes. So you've got uh, 51% corn and then mm-hmm. the rest is rye and barley. Mm-hmm. And the rye is the, is the grain that usually gives you the, the punch of the, that burn, mm-hmm. that intensity.
0: But what I and what they say on the website is the taste is rich and complex with hints of vanilla, toffee, and candied fruit. The smooth finish lingers on the palate. And I do think it's smooth.
1: Yeah, this is, like I said, this is one that's got a, a little bit of burn, mm-hmm. a little bit of intensity. But this is a good general purpose bourbon. That I think, like I said, you could do it in a mixed drink, like an old fashioned, you could do it neat or on the rocks mm-hmm. and, and find yourself not blown out of your chair no. by the, by the intensity or the burn that often gets associated with, with some, uh, some bourbons. Yeah.
0: I, I really like it. And I think it's like you said, an inexpensive way to start experiencing bourbon, And I think you'll get, I really do think you'll get those flavors. They talk about the vanilla, the toffee. I don't know if I get the candied fruit. I'm going to have to go back and taste some more and see.
1: Well, I definitely get the vanilla right off the bat. Um, When they say toffee, I usually say caramel, uh, potato, potato. Um, But you, I think you get those hints just in the aroma when you first pour, or even when you first open the bottle. Oh yeah. And, those are the primary flavors for me with that one um you and then kind of at the end you do get that burn that little that little bit of sharpness from the rye in the mix
0: i like i like it a lot and i really when we go back want to tour that
1: distillery oh absolutely
0: yeah so that's one and then another one i like this one but the combination, the how it's made is a
1: little bit different. It is. And we're moving on to the second one. Yeah. And the second one that we are going to tell you guys about is a bourbon that we discovered maybe two years ago. Mm. Um, and it's called Larceny.
0: Yeah. And LarcenyBourbon.com, you can find out more about it. But it's got flavors in it that are like bread and toffee and... Butterscotch, but it's really, I think, of the two, the smoother between the two that we're talking about tonight, between Buffalo Trace and Larceny. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think
0: this is smoother, and there's a reason why.
1: There is. This Larceny falls into the category of what are called weeded bourbons, and they're called that because the secondary... um, Grain that they use in their mash is primarily, or in their, I think believe in their case, exclusively wheat as opposed to the barley and the rye. Mm-hmm. So you end up, the, those grains do different things in terms of the flavors that it imparts to the bourbon, and you end up getting a very different uh, sensation and flavor on the palate. And the final product for larceny is incredibly smooth. Yeah. Zero burn. Something I think, yeah, you could not probably, at all. You, you could probably liken it more to a, an Irish whiskey in terms of the lack of burn.
0: But I think that this is even smoother than, say, some Irish whiskeys we've had uh, perhaps maybe on the race course at Fort Lauderdale last January. Oh,
1: I don't know. I think they're kind of on par.
0: Well, no, I just, I think this is, I don't
1: well, that's just, again, taste Taste is subjective.
0: Yes, yes. But I think we're both they're, right. they're both
1: excellent. Oh.
0: Telemordu is awesome. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking just bourbon because it's National Bourbon Day because that we're celebrating, bourbon
1: is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon.
0: Exactly. So I would love to just have a glass of Larceny meat and just sip on that and just watch the sun set on our back porch. Yeah. Would be awesome.
1: It would be. Mm-hmm. So, that's a it's a fantastic sipping bourbon. This would not be the one that I would recommend for mixed drinks. And I don't that's think because so. yeah. the flavor profile being as mild as it is, it, you're probably going to get very lost. You'll have the I mean, power. You'll yeah. have the the, uh, the alcohol. But yeah. again, it's like we learned from Paul. There's a reason for every component in a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you could do something like, you know, a, a Kentucky mule. And
0: they have a recipe up on their website for that.
1: But, you know, if you start getting really complex with, mm-hmm. with really st- uh, strong flavors, um, that wouldn't be my first choice. And honestly, I mean... I probably wouldn't even do a mule with this one myself. Well,
0: I mean, the f- the flavor we have grown to like so much. Yes. That we just, we want it by itself. We don't want the ginger beer to overpower like in some mules that we've had in the past. Right. So, but it it's a nice sipping bourbon. Very much so. As is Buffalo Trace. And those are a couple that you could add to your bar cabinet. And yeah, and
1: both of those can be gotten at your, at your retailer for about $25 a bottle.
0: They are very inexpensive yeah. and just very flavorful. So very if, you're, flavorful.
1: if you're looking to dive into the world of bourbon, if you want to have a belated celebration of National Bourbon Day, mm-hmm. um, now's your chance. <laughs> for those of you that are 21 or over yes. and are able to do so, go out and check out those two recommendations that we have for you guys here On the Running Drink Podcast. You can bring
0: them home and enjoy responsibly.
1: Absolutely. You know? So. So, guys, that (sighs) about does it for us. We went a little bit long this week. But we appreciate you sticking with us. Um, If you love what you're hearing, and again, you want to help us keep the lights on, become a patron and support the show. Uh, Patronage levels starting at $2, heading up to $10, each with their own special perks. Find out more at patreon.com. Slash run eat drink podcast or on Podbean if you're a Podbean user, patron.podbean.com slash run eat drink podcast or just click on the become a patron button at the top of our podcast page.
0: And we thank everybody who has become a patron of the show. We thank you so much for your support. Next week we get to talk about another cool virtual race. Yes. And some more to explore and indulge on the food and beverage scene. I'm excited. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Runny Drink Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, wherever you are, even around the house. We appreciate you tuning in and we hope you have a fantastic week for now. I'm your host, Amy. And
1: I'm your co-host, Dana.
0: Stay safe and well, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run Eat Drink Podcast. We're having another great year, thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or